Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Pet Peeves Podcast, episode number 32. Is it 32 or is it 33? I posted it earlier. This is, I'm, I'm always wrong, like I'm an idiot. You're 33. That's amazing, man. Congratulations. What's going on, James? Thank Hell you for being yeah. here. Dubs. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me, man. Good to see you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, you too. 33. Wow. Three is my favorite number. So you're going to be, until I get to 333, you're my favorite guest. Nice. You got to have me back for uh, the triple three. Three Yeah, you're right, threes. man. That's amazing. Well, I'm really happy to have you here. Like I always say it, I'm always excited for certain guests. And you you guys that were a part of my stand-up soul uh, experience are special in my life. And then you, I thought you were really funny. And you were really young then. You know, that was seven years ago. Fuck yeah. So how old are you now? I'm 30. So you were 23. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, you were super young then. And you were really funny. And I think that I was uh, not surprised, but just uh, happy to see that you're still doing stand-up. I think that's why I reached out to you to do this, uh, because I'm just glad. I'm glad that you're still doing funny, uh, being funny, because you you were really good, and I'm and I'm happy, happy to see you're still out there hitting the stages. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, that uh, means a lot coming from you. You're, I was like, you're a very funny guy as well, and you're you're still doing stand up. You're still in the scene. Yeah, man. And stuff. I'm, out, I'm out here in L.A. doing stand up. Hang on, I gotta close my window. I can hear the airplanes. Hang on. Yeah, I live real close to the airport, so it's a common podcast issue, and I'm an idiot for forgetting. Uh, but yeah, I'm out here. I haven't been doing as much stand up and stuff lately. I've actually been getting a lot of uh, work at my job as I'm a teacher again. You know, I teach at this college, this uh, private community vocational college, and cool. they keep giving me more and more work, more and more responsibility. They really like me there. They, I'm awesome. really good at my job. So it's like because of that, I'm doing less stand up, and it is like, you know, something that I'm not happy about that my stand up is suffering for it. But I, ha- I have. Uh, found some stability in my life that I've never had before. And as a married man, it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice to have some stability that, that I never nice. cared about before when I was single, you know? I never oh, yeah. I just cared about stand up. That's all I cared about. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm married, like I have to think bigger and uh, you know, there's just some parts of stand up I gotta do differently. And I yeah. haven't just really figured it out yet. I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah, you're not a me, you're an us now. Yep. Yep. I'm a we. Mm-hmm. I'm a Wii. I'm a Nintendo Wii. I'm a the way you French know? people say yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, those are the three Wiis. And where are you at? You're where now? In Toronto? Toronto. I that was right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Toronto, as we, we call it. Um Yeah, just doing doing stand up, doing uh, you know, getting out there doing open mics, doing whatever. I do uh some musical comedy, some stand up, I've done some acting, done some theater, uh just trying to get out there, do any kind of creative performance type thing i can um, yeah that's what i liked about you you're real creative uh i want to say you were irreverent does that make, is that something that you would agree with a, a description of your comedy irreverent comedy irreverent like what does that mean i feel like i've always kind of pretended i knew what that meant but i think i'm thinking <laughs> of the word irrelevant like, no but oh you're see, such an irreverent no, I think it means like uh, one, one something you're saying doesn't necessarily relate to something else you're saying. Do you know what I mean? Well, like that sounds more like doesn't that mean that, so? Does it mean the same thing as irrelevant? It's like these points are totally irrelevant to each I other. I guess I bet it's a similar meaning. It's got to <laughs> be right. The words sound they probably came from the same French, yeah. Latin, Greek, fucking some they just, root. Sounds like a Korean person mispronouncing one word. I guess for the I mean other. I, I guess the word I'm looking for is silly. 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 Like oh yeah, I yeah. love silly, goofy yeah. humor. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, and stuff. it really made me happy that I feel like there's certain people out there that really love comedy for the sake of making somebody else laugh and making other people happy. Similar to a clown. That and that's like uh, what I like about per- certain comics. Like what I what I don't have on stage. Like I don't have any of that. And mm. I wish I did. I, I think I lack 
a certain level of like showmanship that you have that I really liked. And I think it really carries your personality when you're on stage. I see. Yeah. I feel like um, with if if I can sort of like analyze our uh, comedic personas here, I feel mm-hmm. like you have more of a solid like character on stage. Like you have more of a personality on stage. Whereas I am kind of like I write jokes that I think are funny. And it's hard for me to find a voice. Like I struggle I to put mean. that all together in a voice. Because I feel like you, like when I think of you, I think of like you know you seem like some tough. Uh, Mexican guy going on stage yeah, pe- and like people say that, and I think that's great because I mean I am try I am trying to pull that off. You know how I see myself not tough, but like definitely uh, tougher than you. you yeah, know what I mean. Oh, like you're that, definitely tougher that kind, than me. That, that kind of mentality. Saying. Well, it's just you know you you just like it just uh, c- comes off. It just comes off because it's how I think in my head. It's not like I think I'm gonna beat you in a fight. It's just I think like. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just like a way I was raised, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it comes off on stage and it is out of humor. Like, you know, now that I'm getting older, I don't think I'm some tough guy. But for the humor of the character, I kind of lean into it. You know I what see. I mean? And, yeah. and it's fun. It is fun because it is how I feel on the inside. But I would never say like to my boss or in a job interview, but I'll say it on stage. You know what I mean? And right. I think that I've, I've done well with uh, having the two lifestyles where I can maintain a professional career and do my comedy at night. But it is getting harder because the better I am at my job, the more they want to pay me money. But in comedy, it wasn't the same. I was getting better and better as a comedian and I wasn't making any money. So it was like, all right, at one point I, I like had to make a choice and I, and I call myself a sellout. I call myself a sellout. I call myself a, like uh, I interviewed Brian Aylward today, the guy that started Stand Up Soul. He was oh, yeah. a founder. And uh, he was like, yeah, it's hard to do comedy when you have one foot in and one foot out. And I hear that all the time. And I know people that have done way more in comedy than I have know that to be true. And I also know that to be true. But I also feel like it's 2020 and maybe there is another way. Maybe there's a way. Maybe there's a way to do both. It's got to You can have your cake and eat it too. Well, I'm going to try. And otherwise, I got to hit back to the open mics. But fuck it, man. I'll do that if I have to too. How's the uh, coronavirus treating you guys over there in Toronto? I really don't know. Well, comedy's dead now. Uh, yeah, was like, yeah. I that bet. was like the first thing, sort of thing. Like before it started to pick up, like it was just like shows getting canceled, shows getting canceled, shows getting canceled. Uh, and that was basically how I made all my money was through stand up. And I had a couple of trivia nights I was doing that was like good money. I'd get a meal and unlimited drinks on those nights. I'm Heck yeah. loving it. So that all collapsed all at once. Um, you know, there's ouch, ouch. That sucks. Uh, nothing going on now. Uh, and yeah, it seems like this is going to last a while. Um, yep. But I mean, I think that there's a little bit more of a social safety net for us here in Canada. Uh, I'm signing up for a, uh, it's called a CERB, a Canadian Emergency Relief Benefit, where it's 2000 bucks a month Shut retroactively up. from March uh, wow. for four months. So I'm going to be getting a couple grand a month. I'm going to fucking buy an iPad. I'm going to be making more from this like fucking relief for fund you, man. than I ever did through my comedy. So Hail it's uh, going to be nice. Elizabeth or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Hail, money. hail to the queen. God save <laughs> yeah. the queen. That's awesome, man. Um, no, I love, I love that shit. I love when people come on the podcast and uh, we can t- openly talk shit about the United States. It's a good time for me. <laughs> yeah, it's a good cool. time for me. Yeah, glad uh, you didn't but just I like, do, this I think, interview's I, over. <laughs> 
Hey, man, I, I lived outside of the States long enough to know that we could do some things better. And uh, I have enough Canadian friends to know that it is just like, you know, no country's perfect, right? Right. Oh, yeah, of course. What are you going to do? I mean, it's 2000 right. bucks. It, it's uh, That's Canadian dollars. I think in the U.S. it's that would be around 1600 or something like that. Okay. I, I know they're talking about giving us something like a grand. And it's like, so like my wife and I would each get a grand, so it'd be like two grand. But I'm not That'd sure how close that is to real, if that's like a real number or actually yeah, going to happen. I'm not sure. I don't I, I, I hear... I hear definitively that we're supposed to get it, but a lot of people talk shit and it's just like fake news. I don't know what to believe anymore. So yeah. I just wait. Some I'll Mitt know Romney was check. saying. What was he saying? Uh, Mitt Romney was saying like a one-time payments of uh, like 1300 or something like that. But uh, really? Anyway, I don't know. Who the well, hell? I mean, I'll take it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> send, <laughs> send it right this way, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I've earned it, right? I pay my taxes. But yeah, no, it's it's fucked up, man. It's it's uh it's wild out there. I went uh I, I went for oh, the whole thing started, and everybody's like, I gotta get toilet paper. Apocalypse comes, I'm gonna want to be shitting. I don't yeah, want to figure out how to use a bidet. I'm North American. I don't use fucking water on my butt. Uh, and yeah, it happened here too. Everyone was buying up the toilet paper. I went to Walmart. There's no toilet paper, nothing. And then uh, all of a sudden, like from the back, like a ray of light from the heavens hit the the back stockroom doors, opened up, and a employee pushed out like a skid full of toilet paper <laughs> and like everyone like just ran were, to it including me really? i was like i need this shit too i ran wow. to it he was people were pulling it off of the thing as he was pushing like it down the aisle damn cartoon literally everyone had pulled all of the toilet paper off of the cart before it even got to where it was supposed to go the toilet paper section so like people were pretty wild about it um but yeah, I'm, i wonder i wonder if it was all worth it man it was crazy over here too lines and lines hours and hours for toilet paper now i have yeah, a bunch in toronto of toilet somebody paper. pulled a gun out in uh i heard about shit like that. somebody got stabbed somebody got stabbed over store, toilet pulled paper. out a gun like over toilet paper it's nuts i'm scared because people are idiots that's the big problem. right now though Hey, all right, so we had a little technical difficulty. So I'm trying to, because I never ran it like this with Zoom and then my audio recording on the side. And to be honest, the internet here in my apartment has been shitty lately. I wonder it's because everybody's on the internet at the same time Could be my, all day long. Mine's been cutting in and out as well, so. Yeah, so this is like the you know the hardest way to do a, a cool podcast with somebody, especially because the editing later, like later earlier, I recorded with Brian, and I've been trying to sync it, and because of the short little delays here and there, because he was in Bangkok, Bangkok, Thailand. Oh yeah. So there's short little delays, like half a second, but then it makes it sound all muffled and jarbled or echoey and shitty. So you're trying to like minute little edits, audio edits to make it sync perfectly. And it took me, you know, two hours to do 15 minutes of the recording to make it sync. And I'm like, shit, man, that's a lot of work. But it's awesome to hear what's going on in other parts of the world with the coronavirus. I yeah. think that as, as a comedian, like how often do we get to uh, experience this shit, like an epidemic that affects the craft directly, that yeah. you can't go do stand-up, dude. and now people like you don't have any way to make money, and a bunch of comics, man, like that's how they made money. Dude, have you done a Zoom show yet? No, but I know they're going on, and it's just a matter of time. I've been invited to do one, but I had to work. Yeah. Like, I'm still working. I'm doing, uh, what do you call it, a remote teaching, distance learning. Okay. Okay, perfect. So yeah, you're you're good. You can keep going. Yeah, I'm still getting paid. I mean, I, I, I've been like, my hours have been cut, but not that much where it's really, really hurting me. And to not have to actually physically go to work and have a classroom full of students, I'll give them a couple hundred bucks a month. Yeah. It's way, 
it's way less uh, stressful. It's maybe more work, but it's less stressful. I'm surprised your better. hours got cut. Like, isn't there so many students that it's need not to my be hours taught? got cut? It's just that before they approved a certain amount of overtime for prep for prep hours, mm. and they're telling us they're not giving us that anymore. And I would milk the shit out of that. I used every available prep hour every week, you know, right? Yeah, and got paid for it. And now we can't do that. And I'm like, all right, I get that. I'm at home all day. I don't. I guess a couple extra hours. You still yeah, need I mean, prep. I could have. I could have argued it, but the other teachers that have been there longer than me didn't. So I was like, meh, you know, because they're older. And if there's a, a minute, if there's a fraction of a chance that they could get away with making more money, they're going to take it. They're, they're like really animate about getting every last cent out of their working hour. So I'm like, man, it's the, they must have some way of getting us to do this. Uh, but I know that they probably also do like circumstantial. Like if one of the teachers has a real big problem with it and complains privately, they probably will get the bump, you know? Right, yeah. Squeaky wheel gets the grease, but I don't want to be that guy right now. I've only been at this job a short time. Mm. I don't want to be that guy right now. Maybe later. Fair enough. Right on. Yeah, I'm trying to hold on to this job. This is a good one. All right. So uh, how many shows, like, were you doing right now? So obviously you're pretty busy with your teaching gig, but... Oh, yeah, man. Let's see. I had done in March, I think I did like three shows and then maybe open mics, like three book shows and an open mics like, uh, I don't know, man, maybe like a handful, five, something like that. Right on. So not a lot. But in, uh, let's see, January, January, I had got, I probably did like 20 shows in January. Like January, I had a lot of shows and then February, like less and then March, even less. It's just been this year, less and less. It's just been less and less. So I'm trying to like... When I first got back to LA from Indiana, I was like hitting the ground running, you know, doing as many open mics as I could and really, really out there, out there, out there. And I was like, uh, I couldn't maintain that. Like, that's a lot. That's a lot of energy when you're trying to work too. And I was getting booked on shows, like I said, doing the 20 shows, but didn't get paid for one of them. <laughs> Not one of them. Not one of them paid. Yeah. And I had to get there. I had to like, you know, park and feed yourself, all that shit. And I'm just like, man, uh, there's got to be a smarter way to do this. And until I figure that out, I got to not do it this way this is not working this is not helping my relationship this is not helping my pocket this is not helping my like mental state and it was making everything difficult and i was like okay uh, i can make zero dollars doing less shows you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and see how that works out but it does take you off the scene and people start seeing you differently so you're going to get booked left less often but i've been doing comedy long enough to know that you can come back from that totally you just have to have a real plan it even kind of just gives you like a fresh angle it's like Absolutely. Oh, Albert's back. It's true. Remember right. Albert? No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You were in LA before, you're funny. right? You were in LA before yeah, and then you yeah. left and now you're back. Right. And did you this find that? This is my third, third time. Oh, it's the third time. LA. Oh, shit. This is my third time. I left and came back before, left and came back now. This is my third shot. Th- third time's the charm. There you go. So this time I'm trying not to make the same mistakes as last time, not trying to fall into the same pitfalls as last time. Uh, definitely involving myself with more, what would I say, pro, proactive or uh, like, not even progressive, but like people that actually have a plan that they're making progress towards regularly. And uh, I, I like that. I think that I've gotten really lucky and orientating myself with a group of people, comics, really funny comics that are really, really funny and hardworking, down to earth and young enough that they can still relate to a generation that I can't. Mm. Uh, and I'm like the old man in the group by oh, yeah. far. Like I'm probably four or five years older you're the hanging out with the young guy. comics. You're like buying them yeah, alcohol dude. and shit, getting them like exactly cigarettes yeah. and get buying them porn. Buying porn yeah. Exactly, I'm that guy, and I didn't intend to be. I just like found this found this group of people that I I've been able to work with, and uh, they keep me 
feeling like a comic even when most comics wouldn't because I haven't been doing stand-up that much but uh stand-up for me is like such a marathon that no one's really gonna tell me how to do it at this point you know yeah. unless you're super famous and successful and you're killing it you're Bill Burr you're you're Dave Chappelle like I, you know and we're all still on honest, this long ass journey we're not Dave yeah. Chappelle we're not no. and, Bill Burr but I know some really successful comics that are really funny and really been doing it and they're doing a great job, but they've been doing it three or four or five years. Like, okay, that, let's see what happens later. Like, you never know. Like, you never fucking know. It's such a, 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 a what would you call it, a, a roller coaster, you know? Yeah. And especially being here in L.A. and seeing people really get opportunities of a lifetime and see the people blow it and then see, see the people capitalize. Mm -hmm. And it's like an amazing thing to witness. Like, somebody you were hanging out with at open mics yesterday has now been on TV ten times when – Two weeks ago, they didn't have one single credit, and now they're all over the the TV and killing it, and they're they're blowing up. And then ten weeks after that, they're back at the open mics. True, it's like yeah. So you must get that a lot, eh? So you go to the open yeah. mics. You you know anybody who's got like a Netflix special that was started out doing open mics with you? I mean, not not particularly with me, but yes. I mean, there are people like uh, this guy Jamar Neighbors. When I oh, first yeah. came around, this guy I know him. You know well, Jamar Neighbors? I don't know him personally, but I know, you know his shit. Him. Yeah, I actually. Yeah, so what, I subscribe to some. Anyway, yeah, yeah, no, I, he's hilarious. Yeah, he's he's one of the guys where I just like as soon as I saw him at open mics, I knew he was special. He's you know what the I mean? kind of guy like that out here. I can see him like even if he didn't have any jokes, he'd still be the most interesting person on the lineup. Absolutely. You know? Yep. Yep. It's like yep. his personality, and he was super positive. He would always like get off the mic and give us little uh drops of knowledge he would be like you guys are all writers you're all you're all gonna make it if you just keep writing remember that you guys are writers you're writers like because he i think he had come to a point where he knew that he was gonna make it in stand-up and a lot of us weren't you know i think there's a lot of guys like out, out here like that that they just know that a lot of us out there doing stand-up aren't gonna make it as stand-ups but yeah. it, you're gonna you could still write don't don't forget that most of you most of us started out writing like you, the pen came before the stage for most of us. Somebody told me once that there's a, I forget where I heard this. I'm just going to plagiarize it, whatever. I don't remember who said it, but somebody said that uh, there's, there's two types of comedians. There's funny people telling stories and people telling funny stories. And like mm. funny people telling stories are going to get famous or like successful way quicker than people telling funny stories. So if you just are like a funny person, if you're naturally funny, you can go up on stage and make people laugh at like whatever you're talking about, your delivery, your stage presence, whatever. Mm -hmm. That's the like star power that people are looking for. Yeah. That's how you get yeah. on TV. If you're just like a funny person and you're, you need to translate that on stage through your like regular guy, you know, uh, charisma, it's going to take mm -hmm. you a little bit longer and it's harder. You got to, yeah. you got to concentrate on building that writing muscle. And I definitely yeah. consider myself more in that camp. I'm more of a writer. I'm more of a, I uh, no, I could tell, I could tell because of your jokes. Like I said, it, even though you came off as silly, it was still smart. Like it was good. You had good puns and you had good <laughs> timing that I'm sure were written. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't take you as like the funny guy. You know what I mean? Like I didn't take you as that, but then you are. So that's how I kind of see myself. Like when people meet me, they're like, oh, I'm surprised that you're funny. <laughs> like, I like that. I like that. You know, uh -huh. I, I don't want to come off as, 
as that. But uh, if you know me long enough, then you then you, it comes out. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's not that I'm not funny, just not around you. Yeah, exactly. You know? Oh, yeah. I hate telling people that I'm a comedian. If I get like a job or if I, when I used to work mm. in an office, I just didn't tell anyone I was a comedian. And then as soon as I got out, oh, James does comedy. All of a sudden, everybody knew, and they're all like, "You're a comedian, really? Yeah. Oh, wow! Yeah. I never would have guessed, or whatever." That exactly. Like if you're it is. if you're not if people don't know you're a comedian, you make them laugh. They'll laugh super hard. But if you if they yeah. know you're a comedian, you tell a joke. They're super critical. They're like, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah. but you're a comedian, right? Like, is that right. really? That's not your A material. Yeah, is that is good it? enough to that's be? Not, you don't do you do that on stage? <laughs> yeah. I hope you don't. Oh, that's like, the worst up. too. When they're like, "Oh, have you done that on?" If you say something funny, like, "Oh, have you done that on stage? Is that a bit?" And you're like, "No, fuck no." Of course or it not. is, and you just don't want to tell. Yeah. <laughs> you ever oh. slid a bit into a conversation? Oh, I used to do that all the time, and it makes me cringe to think about. I, now, as a teacher, not in conversation, <laughs> but as a teacher, I've tried to slide them into like lessons, and it's a it never goes good. Oh yeah, it's a bad idea. <laughs> no, it's not a good yeah, idea. Yeah, you're just like talking to your kids, and you're like, and that's what happens when I you come all over your own face. <laughs> Zinga, see you, like, no. and that spells come. Yeah, they don't like that. Man. My <laughs> students really like I know that's how I know I'm old. Like there's no because I'm already an authority figure, mm-hmm. there's nothing I could do to make them not see me as that. Yeah, you're not their you friend. You know, no matter as much as I can be funny, like sometimes I'll crack a smile and I'll like dig at uh, it like, "Ah, I made you smile." But for the most part, they just see me as some like crotchety old man cuz <laughs> I get mad at them for being stupid. That's just my job. How, uh, my job how old do the kids you teach? What's the age? Most of them are right out of high school. So they're like 18 to 21. It's a vocational private city college. So it's for kids who either couldn't get into a bigger school or didn't know what they wanted to do. Gotcha. So these students are like really like uh, how I would say it is barely graduated high school. Gotcha. That's what I see them as. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Yeah. Because for whatever reason, some of them, they're not dumb. They just like don't care about, they weren't educated well. You know, that's just really the bottom line. They had shitty teachers and shitty parents and whatever for sure yeah oh school sucks yeah. like who cares like school sucks yeah I mean, make you a bad person if you no didn't man do i like well this distance school. learning yeah. it's really it's a good filtering system like if you don't if you want to learn you can through a computer but if you don't want to learn suddenly you're not like distracting my class i could just like mute true, you true true because oh. distractions come so easily in a classroom somebody's chewing gum too loud somebody's tapping their foot somebody's on their phone somebody's sleeping yeah. somebody gets up to go to the bathroom distractions but on zoom i could just mute them Damn, and then they the can't God. make any noise yeah, dude it's amazing it. and the, and the students participate because i was such a dictator like a drill sergeant in the classroom now they're already like trained mm. when we're doing the the video well, stuff you like, used they to have teach, to be on time uh, you used to teach kindergarten right in Korea. Yeah, in Korea. Did you too? Did you teach I did, yeah. I, I was a kindergarten teacher. I loved it. You were it. just there for a year, right? Yeah, about a year and a half. You went in for a year, you went your in and out? Yeah. Did a quickie? Did a little quickie, yeah. Was it fun that way? Because I was there for so long. Do you think it's better to not stay long, uh, or do you wish you would have stayed longer? You know what? Um, I had a great time there. I got a chance to travel. Um, doing comedy, I feel like I got to see all of Korea. Like I saw yep. so much of it just going on. Went to all the army bases, did shows on them. Fuck, that was a good time. Uh, but yeah, I had a great experience in Korea. I think I got it all done in my year and a half. Uh, I feel like I, I got it done. But I mean, you know, people who stay there 10 years or whatever, and then they move back to mm. uh, the US or to Canada or uh, where, right. what have you. And then they're just like, oh shit, I don't really uh, know what I'm doing now. Like, I don't have a job set yeah, up or anything. Yeah. I had that, I'm, but I was only a year of, and a half of a my and life. Half so, yeah. Um, no, I'm glad that I didn't stay too long because it definitely was scary coming back to try to reacclimate because you realize a lot of your formative years you spent in a distant 
realm. Yeah. And now when you're back, people cannot relate to you. Trying to get references on your uh, resume. It you're like, hard. okay, do you speak Korean? Because no. otherwise it's going to be rough. <laughs> right. It, no, it is rough and scary. And it, it took me a long time. I got really lucky, man. I really believe in like destiny and timing and fate and all that. And as preachy and spiritual as uh, I could get, this is not the platform of that. This is the <laughs> po- Pet Peeves podcast. We're supposed to talk about animals. But the veterinary medicine carried me. The fact that I had the degree in veterinary medicine and I had that experience before Korea, mm. working with animals and then when I went to Thailand, I volunteered at an animal hospital. Oh, sick. so I got more experience before I came back to the states. That's awesome. So cool. I, all that on my resume made me look really good. And then my degree is actually really like unique. There's just not a lot of schools that offer that degree. What's your degree? So I, uh, it's in it's a bachelor's degree in veterinary technology. So veterinary technology is as a specific job. It's one job. A veterinary technician is a nurse, an animal nurse. So most people don't need a bachelor's degree in that field. You don't need it. To get a license, you only need an associate's degree. But the university I was at had a a veterinary school for doctors, and I thought I was going to be a veterinarian. So I got the bachelor's degree so I can apply to the vet school. But then I started doing stand-up, and I thought I was going to be a famous comedian. So I stopped going to school and just kept doing stand-up, and then uh, Korea happened. (laughs) So I had this degree with really nothing to do with it. And so teaching English, I had no experience teaching, no business teaching. I figured that out. And then when I came back to the States, I knew that I couldn't get a job unless I had some recent experience. So I found the volunteer experience in Thailand. And I spent a lot of the money I saved in Korea living in Thailand because I wasn't getting paid. It was a volunteer job. Oh, right. But, uh, you know, it was pretty cheap to live in Thailand. And I had a really good time out there. So I I regret nothing. Where were you in Thailand? Bangkok? No, I was on an island. I was on Kopanyang Island nice. for the whole time. Oh, I lived beautiful. on the same island the whole time. It was beautiful. They had a really bit bad uh, stray dog problem. Oh, yeah. So there was plenty of work. Oh, plenty of work. right. Okay, cool. Yo, I had an idea when I was in Thailand uh, to... All right, well, tell me what you think about this. Sure. I get myself and a bunch of uh, my favorite comedians who are really good but like not successful, we all moved uh-huh. to like a touristy island in Thailand, like Kopipi or something like that. We open up a comedy club. We perform there every night. Like the, maybe say there's like six of us. Like we do every night we get in, like, you know, we hook up with like stand up soul and the other like comedy things in the region. So anybody the wants to comedy. Scenes. Yeah, exactly. The expat comedy scenes, anybody who wants to come over, they can do a, a showcase or they can do like a headlining sure. set. It'll be fresh because, like, those types of islands always have new people coming every single day. And they have no comedy club. They have no comedy club, of course. And you're just... No, I went... Man, I had to take a a nine-hour trip from the island to Bangkok to do a comedy show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, man, if there was a comedy club on the island, and I tried. There was an open mic, a music open mic. Yeah, yeah. I tried to tell jokes, and the (laughs) owner literally told me that I could never come back. (laughs) No way. Yeah, well, that'll happen. That'll happen. How many times did you do it? Once, what? and I was just no. telling jokes about like, because I was telling jokes about Molly, because everybody on the island was doing. Oh, Molly. you got to read the room. So, you got to so, like give yeah, the audience. So I just what told want. a joke about doing Molly, and the crowd really liked it, but the owner really didn't. And I was well, like, well, of course I he didn't myself. like it. He's he owns a bar. He doesn't want people doing Molly. Yeah. Then they won't buy drinks. Exactly. They'll be they'll be having too much fun to buy drinks. Yeah, that's the best thing about MDMA <laughs> is you save so much alcohol money. You suck. Like, Hell yeah, Baba man. Molly, you're good. That guy was an idiot. That crowd, they were like, first of all, I got off stage. Everybody's like, where can I get some Molly? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I remember in uh, in Korea, I don't know how, how much you want me to bring up here, but I used to like- As much as you want. I used to go up on stage and be like, oh, there's no weed here. Oh, you guys know how there's no <laughs> weed? And then like somebody would come up to me every so often and be like, you want weed? I've got a hookup. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, man. That's how I first got offered weed in in Korea because I was on stage doing a mic yeah. and I mentioned how much I missed weed and how yeah. there's no weed in Korea. Yeah. Then I get off stage and someone's like, you want to smoke a joint? And I'm like, well, damn it. I should have started talking about that a long time ago. But when I first, first started doing stand-up solo in 2009, uh, people literally told me not to talk about smoking weed on stage because they were worried about the shows getting shut down by the Korean police. Oh, really? Yeah, that's just like even the mention of it. But I was like, nah, fuck that I bullshit. I did so many weed and, jokes just because I really yeah, wanted we never to find a weed, weed thing. I had like a kid in my class named Steve and I was, people would say, pronounce his name in like the Korean accent, like Sativa. Sativa? So it's not like Sativa. <laughs> Didn't you have a joke like that? I did, yeah. I had like a, a Oh, that's funny. Okay. That was one of my Did many... we ever smoke weed together out there, me and Bro, you? okay, you can edit this out if you want. You were my dealer out there. You used oh, to like okay. sell no, me no, weed. No. You could... <laughs> You could definitely let in here. No, we can cool. talk about I can't that. remember. But anything. yeah, we used to yeah. smoke weed. Yeah, I'd go over to your apartment. That's awesome. We'd smoke out of your little uh, uh, bottle, like gravity bong oh, thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, water yeah. gravity bong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's when I lived in Haebongchang? Dude, that shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah your Haebongchang place. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. But dude. Wow, man. Those are some weird so times. So expensive, that shit. It was like, yeah, yeah. for a great It blows people's minds to, when you sell them. A gram of weed in Korea was like, a hundred dollars or more yeah a hundred dollars for a gram would be a great deal in korea dude yeah hell yeah you'd pay for that all day that was normal after after you left i got uh i started buying from a a military guy and it was uh Mm. like 150 bucks a gram or something jesus and he was in fucking daegu i had to take a trip out there to get to him and stuff it sucks once you uh like get get it and then you love because korea is so fun when you're high oh it's amazing the food is delicious the drinks are on point oh it's the, the nightlife oh my god dude i used to have so much fun being the only one high yeah. especially when i would go like when i lived in the middle of nowhere and i had to go back like it was a two-hour bus ride because i lived there for a long time you know so the first year i was in korea i lived in the middle of nowhere mm. i didn't live anywhere near seoul yeah two-hour express bus ride and i would come, go to the seoul pick up my weed come back and be the only one high in this whole town and just loving it like climbing mountains and talking to korean people and like really delving into the uh, culture super blazed and it was awesome oh, man i'm so it's glad amazing stand up comedy dude they just like they treat weed Got like it's coke comedy. over there like they they mm. think it's like such a big deal i uh, somebody told me this let alone they'll walk around blackout drunk in the middle of the day the the guy i used to buy from uh in uh, in korea told me this story about how uh, he, so he has like a Korean wife and, okay. uh, <clears throat> he speaks Korean and, um, okay. one of his customers like got caught with his weed and ratted him out. And the, uh, the police showed up at his apartment and they came in. He had like his coffee table had like bags of full bags of weed on it that he'd gotten smuggled over the police. The yeah. Korean police came into his, his apartment. He was like, Oh shit. Like he didn't have time to put his stuff away as a scale out. He had everything. They looked at it. They looked away. They 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 looked around. They did not know what it was. They didn't. They didn't know what it they was. They didn't even say they anything. Didn't know what they were looking at. They went into his bathroom. They took some of his Korean wife's uh, perfume and were like smelling it. They were talking to each other in Korean. They didn't know that he could understand them. They're like, "Is this it? Like, is this like the <laughs> liquid marijuana?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know what they were looking for, and so they ended up leaving without taking his shit and he just like walked out of there because like yeah (laughs) i mean like i don't know i I don't it's crazy how much that happens i have a friend literally a similar story they broke in he was selling they got into his place and uh, he had all his shit hidden inside of the the piano he had a piano and all his weed was stuffed in there so they found like a little like a like a medicine bottle full of weed that maybe had like an eighth in it like three and a half grams Mm -hmm. or whatever 
and uh, they thought they found his big stash. <laughs> they kept calling it the big stash. This is enough to get and, all of Soul high. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> He's got Put more. this in the water. It's like, what are you, the yeah. Joker? <laughs> oh, this shit. Yeah. This is enough to kill everyone. <laughs> oh man. And then on the other uh, on the other hand, there'd be like um, Korean uh, guys there who like. Somebody told me this story. This is not like a firsthand experience I had, but somebody told me a story about this Korean university student who's like, oh, you smoke weed, right? Yeah, well, I volunteered in Haiti and uh, I did heroin over there. So like, that's like sort of the same thing, <laughs> it's right? the same, right? Like, no, what? No. <laughs> what are you talking that's about? That's so funny. But No, I'm worried about that. That's how like I always feel now when you start like uh, branching out further and further away from home and your comfort zones, you meet new people and you want to be like, hey, do you want to go smoke a joint? But you're worried, let's go smoke a joint will lead to, well, hey, you want to go do heroin? Just because yeah. you never, pe people have fucked up boundaries as soon as you admit that you do drugs. Yeah. And not like, not even like weed, like you would think even at this day and age, 2020, when you talk about weed, that people wouldn't think of it as the same level of drug as the other ones, but they still do. Like you still will meet somebody who thinks cocaine and weed and heroin are all the same. Hmm. And it's like, dude, that's insanity. That's like racist people. It's, it's like, all right, okay, you're just not with us. And uh, I hope you die soon, but okay. <laughs> it's pretty rare to run into somebody like that nowadays, or maybe it's different in Canada. I don't know. I, be, I feel like we're we're maybe more uh, open to marijuana. Well, I'm uh, in California now in Los Angeles, so I guess it is different, but I've been in Indiana most of my mm. life, and that's where you still have the super conservative people. Like, I'm pretty sure Indiana is going to be like the last state to legalize it. You know, it'll be like that. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And you guys have been recreational for a while now, right? Like maybe two years? Uh, oh, um, yeah, I guess we, I mean, it's annoying because we had like a bunch of dispensaries that were like super clutch, really great to buy weed at. But uh, then when it, once it got legalized, a bunch of this shit got shut down. We had all these, oh dude, we had these, I don't, I don't know if you guys have these, but um, we had like weed rooms for comedy where it'd be yeah, like yeah, a big. Yeah. I think you might've told me about it one time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we have that was like a huge institution in Toronto and we were really proud. Like people would say, this is the first ever sh marijuana show in the world, like a comedy show in the world. Uh, I think there are some now in the, in the U S probably. Popping yeah, there up are and, some, yeah, there are smoke shows. But uh, once we got legalized, they were like, weed's legal. So now we're going to treat it like cigarettes. So you're not allowed to smoke mm. it indoors at like an establishment. So a bunch of these places got shut down. Now some of them still exist, but you can't smoke weed in them anymore. So it's like, what's the point? You got to like go outside yeah. to smoke your weed. So it really hurt a lot of like the, what do you call it? Cannabis culture in Canada once it got legalized. Yeah, they find a way to fuck you, huh? Yeah. They legalize it. But there are still a few well, like speakeasies that are kind of, you know, under the radar. You can go and smoke weed and watch a comedy What about show. right before the coronavirus thing? Were people being like uh, different out there? Like you were mingling amongst the, the regular population of people where they like less likely to pass a joint Ooh. or less likely to share a, a, a drink or share a bite, a, a thing of fries. Uh, see, honestly, I'm not sure. I think I took the coronavirus thing seriously, like pretty early on, and I wasn't really going okay. out to shows. Because you're like a, a smart few person, weeks. so good for you. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have friends in Korea who I'd see posting about it. I actually have a friend on my Facebook in Wuhan, uh, really? who I met in Korea, who's like who's okay. teaching there, uh, okay. who's been posting about it since like January. Yeah, uh, I was gonna ask you when did you start taking it seriously. I mean, I'm I'm not like a Nostradamus or anything, but I started taking seriously and like telling people about like that this is going to be a big deal maybe like a couple weeks before like our 
Prime Minister Justin Trudeau started giving daily. A couple of weeks, so you mean like January? No, not Jan- no, not January. Uh, I guess it w- early March. It would have been like yeah, early February. Early March would be about when I okay. I basically stopped going to stand up shows and started okay. kind of self quarantining as much as I could. Uh, yeah, I would say right. early March is when I took it seriously when I heard that big universities were like they they shut down the NBA and I was still like, man, it's probably a hoax. You yeah, know, I'm a fucking moron. But then uh, when they started shutting down big universities, I'm like, oh, I work at a school. There must be some danger here. Yeah. Now it affects me. Now I'm going to take it seriously. And then I'm glad. I'm glad that it did finally dawn on me because uh, then I was a little bit ahead of the curve mentally, like being prepared for what was going to happen next. Yeah. It's hard to imagine like doing stand up again. Like, I don't know. I mean, this is going to last a while. I right. uh, Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I can. Yeah. Hear you. Oh, I can't hear you. Yeah. It froze up for a second, but you're oh, back. So you think it'll never be the same? can't hear you right now. No. Oh, now I can hear you. You're back. So you think it'll never be the same? I don't know. I mean, I was talking to my girlfriend's mom. She's a nurse. So she's like, you know, uh, in the thick of it right now. Um, I actually like hadn't even met her before all this happened. It's like a new relationship. And uh, she was like, uh, I don't know. The way I met her is actually kind of funny. I like, I started to get paranoid that I had COVID because I had like really brutal diarrhea one day. Wow. Which is like okay. unusual for me. And I was freaking out and I was like telling my girlfriend, I was like texting everyone I knew. I was like, guys, I think I have COVID. So like, be careful if I, I gave you a hug yesterday. So do, I don't know, no shit. whatever, okay. wash your hands. And uh, my girlfriend was like, you don't have COVID. Like just, just talk to my mom. She's a nurse. She'll be able to like set your mind at ease or Make whatever. Make you feel better. Yeah. And, Cause like I couldn't get through to Canada telehealth cause you know, the lines were all busy. So I was like, all right. So I was like, I talked to her mom. First time I'd ever spoken to her. I was like, hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> My name is James Island. So uh, I had a brutal diarrhea last night. Like, <laughs> just horrible, like a, two hours of diarrhea. And she was like, uh, diarrhea is not a symptom of, not associated with COVID at <laughs> no, all. No, you just <laughs> like have a terrible diet oh. and don't take care of yourself. <laughs> like, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm uh-huh. extra embarrassed that I brought that up then. Okay. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I also have a wart on the tip of my <laughs> yeah. dick, which is also unrelated to COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, okay, cool. And like pissing blood is fine, right? <laughs> yeah, right. It's normal. I have bad breath, halitosis. <laughs> um, no, well, how's, how, that's cool. So what about the the nurse mom? Is is Does she have any insight well, on what's going down on the front lines? Yeah, so it's it's kind of rough. Um, they get, because there's a mask shortage, right? Uh, everybody's like mm-hmm. wearing the masks. So she gets two masks a day. Um, she, so she works like a 12 hour shift, two masks, which is a lot longer than you're supposed Not to wear a mask dog for. Shit. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, more. they are, yeah, they're just working a ton. Um, she told me this is going, it's going to be like this, like quarantine like this until at least August. And then things might start to get a little bit loosened up. People might start going out and then it'll probably rise up again. And then more quarantine. And I, I mean, from what I've been reading about my friend in, in Wuhan, honestly, he's not even really a friend of mine. I met him because he like heckled me brutally at a show in Seoul and he like came up to me afterwards drunk and was like, oh, hey man, blah, 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 blah. And then he added me on Facebook and I was like, okay, whatever. But since no, like COVID, I've yeah, been like it. diligently checking hey, his up, Facebook buddy? every day. Yeah. Hey, what's up, old friend? Hope you're okay. For sure. Because like, uh, yeah. his updates are very interesting. Uh, I bet. And he, so they in, in Wuhan... They just got their quarantine lifted. He was just like yesterday, I think was the first day him and his wife were able to leave their apartment at the same time and go out grocery shopping wow. and stuff. 
But I think there's been a few districts that like they did this because they had a certain number of days where they had zero new cases. And there's been certain districts people started, you know, hanging out again. And then there was more cases. So they quarantined those down again. So it's kind of like what, uh, it's going to be a wave. Yeah. It's exactly. I imagine that'll be what's happening because people are really itching. Yeah. No, I think that, uh, August prediction is pretty close. I I agree. I've been, I've been feeling the same way. Like come August, it'll be different. That's when we're going to know more. Like, I don't think until August, we're really not going to know because it's just not enough time. Like I work in medicine. So like, and I'm not saying that I know anything about medicine that the average person doesn't know, but I know something about disease process and it's got to go through the population. Mm. You know, it's got to go through if it's already spreading, like they say it is. And I'm no epidemiologist and I don't know anything about pandemics and viral, you know, nothing specific except for if it's as bad as they say it is, then everybody's going to be exposed to it. Whether or not you show symptoms, whether or not you test positive on a test, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. None of that matters because the science is not exact. Just because you took a test and it says you're positive doesn't mean you are. Just because you take a test and it says it's negative doesn't mean you are. Just because you never took a test doesn't mean you don't have it. Just You know what yeah. I mean? Like, There's no way to know. There's not enough possible data out yeah, there. It's, you know, it's you brand have to have new. everybody uh, with a 100% accurate test all getting tested daily for the next like six months, then we would know, but we're not going to fucking do that. So we don't know. So we all just have to be patient and yeah. write or be on TikTok or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Find something creative to do. Are you on TikTok? No, no I'm no. not. Are you? <laughs> no. I keep thinking about getting it. No. No, you're 30, man. You don't need TikTok. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Uh, yeah, I know. Maybe I missed that boat. I don't know. Um, yeah, I hope you <laughs> did. I think, I hope you did. What's up, Pet Peeves podcast listeners? If you or someone you know has a cat and you notice this cat drinking from the bathroom sink or from the bathtub, it's because cats prefer cold, fresh, flowing water. Most people leave a bowl of water on the floor all day and cats don't like to drink it. This causes a lot of cats to develop kidney diseases later in their life. We'd like to recommend a plug-in automatic water fountain to our listeners. The Purr Power Pet Fountain is perfect for cats or dogs. It has a centralized fountain, which is great because we had one where it was on the side and my cat and dog would make a big mess. The sound of the water flowing will attract them to the fountain and they can drink fresh flowing water all day. It does come with a filter that needs to be cleaned and changed from time to time, similar to a Brita water filter. Use our Amazon affiliate link in the description to purchase the Per Power Pet Fountain and you will help support the Pet Peeves podcast. I recommend this for any pet owner out there who wants to prevent kidney failure and kidney problems in their cat or dog and for people who just want to get their cats out of the sink and out of the bathtub. Use the Amazon affiliate link in the description and help the Pet Peeves podcast grow. Thank you guys and let's get back to the episode. Good. What about, uh, you know, I really wanted to ask you about your cat shirt. Oh, was that your yeah, idea? Yeah. So I had a, uh, a failed business now, uh, doing okay, cat well, shirts. Okay. Well, man, that's sad. I'm sorry. It's okay. No, hey, listen, that it, it's life's about the journey, not the destination or, or whatever. I don't know if that really applies here, but anyway, I had a cat shirt business for a while. It's called a <laughs> Perchandise. So, you know, pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, would do different like pun based shirts that had cats on them, there was like hooked on a feline and it was David Hasselhoff riding a cat with hooks <laughs> attached to like a little, uh, not, not hooked into the cat. I want to clarify with like a, what do you call it? Like a muzzle, like a horse thing. Anyway, I don't know. 
uh, what okay, else? Like a uh, bit? Yeah, like a like not throat and mouth, just a, like a uh, basically a collar and a ra- a reins, like like a horse, I guess reins. Reins. But there okay, was like okay, a hook gotcha, involved, reins, so gotcha. it was hooked on a feline. Anyway, that that required too much explanation, but anyway. Uh, there was that one. I had one that was like, I'm a cat person. And it was like a half person, half That's cat. That's the one I liked. Yeah. You see, that's, that's that my one. favorite. Uh, what else did I have? I'm a cat person, man. That one yeah. had me laughing. Like I laughed. I was like that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Like that's nice. funny. Yeah. That one sold like a few. Mm. I had one that had a picture of a really cute kitten and it said, uh, nature's perfect killing machine. And it was like a bunch mm. of lists about what makes cats so vicious. Cause cats are like apex predators, dude. They, oh, yeah, dude, I got a cat and she scares sh- the show. Sh- their ears can turn like they have binocular hearing. radars. They can turn independently. Little satellite dishes. They're like their back mm-hmm. claws can rip people apart. Just like they hold on to the front claws, back claws, just whoosh, you ever pat a cat's belly and it just like grabs you and like starts shredding you yes. up with its back claws. Um, yeah, dude, I, I was, uh, teaching yesterday and we had uh, our little discussion thread going and a part of the discussion is that we all know that cats are demons we all know that <laughs> but if you treat them well and you sleep with your mouth shut they won't steal your soul yeah, yeah just make sure you don't keep that mouth open that cat's going right in there yeah or sleep on your belly or keep your door closed mm-hmm. or whatever but you know it's nice to have a demon on your side it is. you know it's nice yeah a little demon and side you know can... we we're just not we're, we don't judge them you know we all got sin we all sin that's true that's true uh yeah i have a cat and i love her she's so funny but she's a fucking i call her the murderer that's her nickname oh yeah here comes the murderer that's what i call her because i know she just wants to kill shit (laughs) and her and all day long she looks around for shit to kill that's her mo and i'm just like that's so cute right that is cute murderers are so cute when they're small and fluffy you know yeah she's just the cutest little murderer mike i'll tell you about my cat i got kind of a an interesting uh cat she's uh, she's got a whole a look to her she's um she's old she's like 10 or 11 right now um okay we don't know the exact date how old she is because she was like a wild cat she's feral um she's okay. feral on the streets of hamilton which is like a city in canada it's kind of like a shitty city sorry to your hamilton listeners it's not it's not a good city uh, anyway um she was like on the streets of hamilton uh she got in a fight okay so this is fucked uh she's missing an eye she mentioned that she doesn't she has one eye wow and unlike a lot of other one-eyed cats she, her eye socket isn't sewn up it's like open she's got like a, ho- it's a open. hole you're gonna see face. the yeah. hole <laughs> and uh when i got Gnarly. her i took her to a vet and the vet was like oh yeah she was probably born like that well i was like okay and i've been telling people she was born like that born like that born like that and then i took her to a different vet years later and the vet was like oh let's take a look and he like got her head tilted back and just cranked open that eye socket and looked in and he was like oh no no she was born with an eye she was born with an eye and he yeah. was like look you can tell from that that uh, i'll tell you how she lost that eye she got in a fight she uh got that eye scratched it got infected this uh-huh. is gross so just you know skip ahead i guess if you if you don't want to know we like gross this, but, is, uh, <laughs> this is a veterinary medical led discussion okay there you go so it got her eye scratched it got infected you know she's like on the streets or whatever the eye yeah. somehow it, it melted it, it liquefied and it, poured yeah, out it of filled her up head. with pus yeah and then it it fills up with pus it turns into an abscess oh. and then it just drains all out oh. and then it's just a hollow hole hopefully Fuck, that's, hopefully it just stays there that is so metal man that is like a fucking yeah. heavy metal band album cover right there dude, a cat with a that's melting what you're talking about. nine lives on a cat dude yeah. for that kind of nine shit. lives are two really eyes. good nine lives but only two eyes you lose one you get you don't get a new one there. oh they'll be fine they don't but need eyes she's funny though eyes. yeah she's she's got her one eye so she has like no uh fucking uh 
peripheral vision on depth that perception. side. Yeah, depth perception. No, depth. Uh, she's always, if she's sitting right next to a wall and she hears a noise behind her and the wall's on like her no eye side and she whips her head around real quick, she'll bash her head into the wall. I see her do that like once a month. That's hilarious. It's hilarious. What kind of cat is she? Uh, she's a, I, I, like some kind of a tabby. I, I honestly don't know what, oh, what okay. kind. So she's just a, a domestic short hair yeah. or whatever. Yeah, domestic short hair. Okay. Um, really cute, really old. She has like almost no teeth. See, so you like cats? I love cats. Yeah, I've had, I always had cats. Um, and this, I gotta say though, this cat, she's the best cat I ever had. Uh, super nice, Uh-oh, loves people. Up. Anytime somebody comes over to my house, sits down on the couch, she runs up to them, jumps Come on their lap. Me, so I always gotta like warn people, like, oh, by the way, my cat has one eye. Like as she's like running up, otherwise they'll be like, oh shit, what the fuck? Does she still have you there? Oh, James. I think I lost you. You there? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm here. You got me. Can you hear me? Ah, uh, shit. Yeah, we're back. Cool. I'm still. I'm still rolling. I can hear. Still you. recording. You can hear me. Me too. Yeah, okay, cool. we're at uh, minute forty-eight. You want to do another clap? Yeah, sure. Ready? All right, here we go. One, two, three. Nice. Okay. Well, we're back, and we were talking about what? Uh, oh, my cat. Yeah. Well, oh, what? Yeah, man. Go what ahead. I wanted to say about my cat's eye, she. I, I felt really bad. Once I found out that she lost it in that fucked up metal way, because I'd spent so mm-hmm. long telling people that she was born that way, she must have just been mm-hmm. like, "What the fuck, dude? Like, I, yeah, no, 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 it's a whole story. This. Like, tell people what fu- yeah. I went through. That's bullshit." Uh, but uh, uh, yeah. anyway, yeah, no, she's she's great. Love her. No, there's a cat outside. We had like a new neighbor move in downstairs, and he came with a two dogs and a cat. And his cat, there's cats all around our neighborhood. I live in Inglewood in California. And there's just like, I don't know, six or seven resident cats right on my half of the block. And I see the same cats all the time. So this new cat moved in and the cats knew and they sit outside the windows and meow, right? Mm -hmm. So my cat was too young. When we first moved here, our cat was only like six months old. So she didn't know what the hell was going on. But the cat downstairs got all crazy and would meow like crazy. These crazy, like, dark demon, guttural, like, heavy metal sounds. <laughs> and so the owner couldn't sleep at night, so let the cat out. Let the cat out to fend, to, to go out there with the other cat. So then the cat got into a fight. Obviously, this cat that he had downstairs was a big male, a big male cat. And uh, it was a fighter, obviously, because this cat, I could hear him fighting all the time. And I would see him fighting, too. And then one day he came with a big, like, scratch on the side of his head. So we tried to, the, the old man asked me, you know, because they all know that I teach the veterinary class. So he asked me what he should do. And I'm like, you got to keep that cat inside because that wound is going to get infected if you don't keep it clean. And if you let the cat back outside, no matter how much you clean it inside, it's going to get dirty again. So yeah. he said that he tried. But then a day later, I saw the cat outside again. Oh, God. And uh, he's like, he can't keep it inside because the cat just meows and meows and meows and won't let him sleep. So he lets the cat back out. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So then like a, a couple of days later, maybe even like a week later, the cat's got a giant abscess on the side of its head. Ooh. A big, like oozing, nasty, oh, infected wound. So I help him catch the cat and bring it into his apartment. And I'm trying to like 
feel it, but the fur is all matted because of the discharge, the oozing, the pus, mm. that I can't see anything. And I'm like, dude, I'm not about to try to do this in your kitchen. Like, <laughs> you need to take this cat to an animal hospital. He's like, can I take it to your school? And I'm like, no, because if something goes wrong, I'm liable. Like, you need to go, like, pay a doctor to take care of this. Yeah. Like, I warned you. I told you not to let him back out, but you let him back out, and now it's crazy infected. Yeah, the teacher so doesn't I, just he get was to like, bring in, like, some fucking, like, no, sick some, cat that it found at no, like this is not a real hospital. You're not like the fucking Miss Frizzle of veterinary school. Just no, like. he wishes, dude, and it always happens. <laughs> so then I, he was like, he he told me he can't afford it. So I was like, okay, do you have any antibiotics in the house? And he's like, yeah, I have some leftover amoxicillin. I was like, okay, that's safe for cats. Google a dose to give your cat, divvy it up, like break open the capsules and divvy up the portion to give your cat the, the oral antibiotic and hope that the cat gets better. And then he said he did. He told me that he broke up in the capsules and he would put it in the cat's food. And then the cat, like he said that the, the abscess bursted open because the cat kept scratching it and all the pus oozed out. And then he gave the cat the antibiotics and it healed. And then sure enough, like I saw the cat a week later and it was like really good. The wound looked really good. Oh, awesome. The guy had, the guy had like cleaned it out and gave the cat like topical antibiotics and still the oral antibiotics and the cat like healed like miraculously. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that I helped that guy. I'm really glad I helped that cat. But guess what? That cat is back out in the fucking street fighting again. Again, I seen it like a week later after that under a car fighting with this black cat. It's like, all right, people never learn, but whatever. That's the, that's the street life if you want to be a street cat. I guess, yeah. You're out there losing your eye and getting your ear ripped off almost. Yeah, no cat. I mean, like I always tell people if they have outdoor cats, I'm like, dude, don't let your cat outside. Like it's just, it, it's horrible for the environment. Like having a, yeah. you know, like bir- the number one threat to birds in North America is cats. Uh-huh. You, yeah, I heard. Have that. you ever They're seen like the numbers on that? amount of? I just know that it's a crazy high number of birds are killed by cats. It's, like, and the cats don't need to eat them. The cats that have their cat food at home. Yeah, no, they just like. It's horrible. It's it's there's murder. Birds is like mm. just one aspect of it. It's uh, mm. um, how many cats? Okay, I'm just gonna Google this real quick. But Go for uh, there they kill birds. They kill like squirrels, mammals. Like the whole ecosystem is just destroyed by cats. So okay, so I'm looking at this. Uh, according to allaboutbirds.org, uh, cats are the number one threat to birds in North America. It's estimated that cats kill between 1.3 to 4 billion birds every year in the U.S. alone. Uh, yeah, that's, that's nuts. So it's like, you don't need to be letting your cat outside. It's the fucking nature's perfect killer. It's the shark of the yeah. land. It doesn't need to be out. Yeah. Keep it inside where it can no. give you cuddles in. Not don't. Be Man, this is something outside. I talked about in one of my I don't know maybe a couple podcasts ago that people should stop feeding the outside cats. Like that's just crazy to me. Like you're bringing them towards us, so you're bringing all that problem right where you live. Mm. Like that's just weird. Like don't you don't you want to not have a bunch of wild animals outside your doorstep? <laughs> but people are such bleeding heart animal lovers that they don't think about shit logically. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's like. Uh, and I can't do anything about it because I'm over here on the animal side, the animal advocate side, and I have to side on the animal every time. Right. You know, I can't really choose side human, even though in my heart of hearts, I eat animals. So I'm on team people, but I don't I have mean, to yeah. wear that t-shirt, you know? We're all on team people. Like if I was in a burning house and I had to save either a cat or a human and, you know, like all other things being equal, I'd pick the human. Like, 
you know, we're all the baby. We're on, we're yeah. on team human. It's that's that's what it is. Yeah, and that's what I tell everybody. And because I talk about it in my class, I always say to my students who say because they always say some dumb shit like I love animals more than I love people. I don't want. I hate people. That's why I want to work with animals. And I'm like, oh yeah, do you eat animals? Yeah, then <laughs> then shut up. Oh, it's so funny. Then, no, you don't. Yeah. You then no, you don't. You eat animals, then you don't love them more than you love humans because you wouldn't eat a human. <laughs> But you'll eat an animal because yeah. animals are less than us. We all agree. Let's move on. Yeah. I mean, I'm vegetarian, but uh, I do have like eggs and dairy. I'm like lacto-ovo. So basically I'm like a oh, hypocrite because okay. like there's no, just right. as much like cruelty in those as there is. In- well, you're a perfect guest then because I have a recurring segment, which is do you think eating animals is uh, morally or ethically uh, good or bad? All right. Uh, I think it's bad. Ethically bad. <laughs> okay. That that's like yeah. my whole reason for being vegetarian, just the ethical. I'm not like a healthy guy. I eat basically pizza and craft dinner. You know, do you have craft dinner? Okay. You know what that is. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We do. We call it TV dinner. That's just like the the street name. Oh, there you go. Nice. Yeah. Is it is it microwavable food? Is that what a craft dinner? Is? No. Okay. So yeah, I think it's a Canadian thing. It's uh, it's just like mac and cheese. It's just like cheap fucking no- oh, noodles okay. with like powdered cheese. It's Fucking so it's delicious. just Kraft macaroni and cheese. Yeah, there's a there's a bare naked ladies song. If I had a million dollars, you know that song. If I had a Maybe. million dollars, you know that song. Yeah, isn't it just Kraft macaroni and it's, cheese? It's macaroni and cheese uh, that's put out by the Kraft Corporation. Uh, okay, K R A F T. It's it's delicious. If you ever come to Canada, <laughs> I will cook you a dish. Dude, I can't delicious. wait to go to Canada. I can't wait to go to Toronto and do comedy over there. I know, I feel I feel it in my comedy bones mm. that one day I will do comedy in Toronto. Do it, man. It's just like a comedy mecca. I just <laughs> I, I just gotta get it in there. Just like uh, New York. Uh, I gotta get some New York comedy. It's in. not like as much of a mecca as New York. What's like a what's no, like a but, different like Muslim place that's also cool to go to, but it's not like as cool as like Mecca. It's not Mecca. Like, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like uh I don't know, but like a Muslim place somewhere in some person. like neighboring country to Saudi Arabia. That's like pretty sick, but not as sick as Mecca. Anyway, that's what Toronto is. Yeah, but dude, come by. Well, I just, I think that I have some romantic comedy views of Toronto just because I know all the great comics that have like come from there. Oh yeah. Like who? Jim yeah, Carrey. Isn't it, isn't it like the Jim Carrey's and the, the Dan Aykroyd's yeah. and the, the Bill Murray's yeah. and the, didn't they all come from there? Yeah, uh, yeah, like S- maybe not SCTV. Bill Murray. I think he might be from Chicago. Well, there's like SCTV and like Second City TV. That was a Canadian show with like yeah, John yeah, Candy yeah. and you know Eugene Levy. Yeah, Catherine O'Hara. Uh, a lot of there's a there's been a, a lot of Canadian comics, uh, comedians, comedic actors. What's uh, Mike Myers? Yeah, no? Mike Myers. Yeah, he's Canadian. Yeah, so I think maybe that's just generational. Like yeah. that's the generation where I grew up. Like these are the big time comics that not necessarily stand up. But as comedian actors, a lot of them came from that Toronto area, uh, are that scene, I guess. And then I, I don't know why else I think that Toronto has a great comedy scene. Maybe just because funny people I know told me that. Yeah. That Toronto's got this great comedy scene. It, it is a great scene. There's not, there's kind of a ceiling here to like how big you can get. Like we have some comedians, like I would mm. say like uh, Chris Locke, um, L O C K E, like one of the funniest comedians on earth, stand up comic. But he's, you know, people don't really know him outside of Canada or even in Canada. People are probably more familiar with U.S. comedians. But, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, we have a great, like, scene here. It's just, there's only so high you can go. We don't have a whole lot of, like, It's probably like Chicago. 
We're if it's like Chicago. Probably. Toronto's is uh, almost the same size, I think, in population as Chicago. Uh, we're kind of like a, a similar city. I think Chicago's more improv. Yeah. Like they're they're more about improv than stand. Very, very. But. It's very, very improv city. Very, very much, and not just regular improv, like improv acting. Do you know what I mean? It's like hmm. um, isn't all improv like improv they, acting? Well, I, no, I don't think so. Because when I took those classes at Second City, to me, to me anyway, and I'm and I could be wrong, and you can help me with this, maybe that the improv acting that they were teaching was like scenes that just weren't developed, but the characters were. Mm, you know okay. what I mean? They would go into a scene as a, a written character with a written structure, but with no like direction of where the dialogue's going to go or take them. So it wasn't a hundred percent improv. Like I've taken an improv class where it's all improv, right? You're just making it up as you go. Somebody shouts something from the audience, right? But the acting part or the, the second city main stage shows were not a hundred percent improv. It was written improv. If that makes sense. Okay. No, I got you. Improvisational sketch. So it's, it's not as, it's not as funny. Oh no, it is funny. It's still a comedy. It's it's still very funny. Okay. It's still like um, so. Maybe it's just more like when I, long form as opposed to short form. Very much. Okay, cool. Yeah. Very much. Yeah, yeah. Very much so. I like long form improv. Yeah. I I fucking suck I at improv, but I love it. Yeah, I suck at it too. I love it. I did a, yeah. a drop in improv class with like a bunch of like experienced improvisers, and I was like trying so hard to be funny. And you know how they say mm. like don't think, don't think, and uh, mm. like just say what comes to your mind first. And I was like okay. And I was in a in yeah. like a scene with this girl, and it was like you've lost something. And I was like, all right. And I was like, oh, I don't know where my slave is. Like <laughs> I, I said that, and like I just saw like everyone in the room was just like, oh god. And like the yeah, girl I was in the so scene silly. with just like had like a one second like micro expression. She's like, what the fuck? And then she was just like, <laughs> okay, we're gonna go with it. Oh no! Where is the slave? Did it get out of its cage or whatever? I was like, shit! Ah, why dude. did I say that? Why was I thinking about slaves? Now I am. Yeah, that was the last time I did improv. That was like two years ago. That's so but, funny, uh, man. That's that seems like the worst case scenario. Uh, yeah, honestly, <laughs> yeah. I did. I did take uh, the one improv class too at the Second City, and I, I just found like, mm, I don't know, man. I just prefer stand up. I guess stand up agrees with it. me more. I like. I like. Yeah, stand-up I just more. prefer it, and the. And the people that I met too, the people I met doing improv, I didn't have as much in common with as the people that I meet that do stand up. You know? Oh, it's and so different. They're so different. Yeah. They're so much happier. I wrote a and joke. Friendlier. I said, uh, "Improv is for comedians who grew up with both their parents." Yeah, <laughs> for real. You get there, they're so supportive. You're new. They're like, yeah. "Hey, what's your name?" Yeah. Oh, we like to yeah. have fun around here. So yep. I hope you get yeah, like. And then like you go to stand up, and everyone's just like sitting by themselves with a notebook. You're like new. You're like, yeah, "Oh, right. hey, I'd like to introduce myself." People are like, "I don't even want to know your name until you're two years yeah, in." Yeah, they're like, "Ah, shit. yeah, like, yeah, yeah exactly. stop talking to me. I'm trying to write jokes. Like, whatever. get away from yeah, yeah. Oh, get out of here, rookie. <laughs> exactly. No, it's, it's very, so very funny. Much Obviously, a much better way to be like the way that improvisers are, like much healthier. Improv. Like that's what every time I meet an improv person that comes over to stand up, it's like we hurt their feelings. Oh yeah. Like I just came over here to make friends. (laughs) I just wanted to make you guys laugh. And we're like, get the fuck out of here. We're all alcoholics. We don't need to we don't need your smiles. Yeah. Get out of here with that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh but I I I like that uh but I like that uh that fraternity or sorority style, whatever, of stand up that it like it is like not everything that's funny is accepted as stand-up. You know, yeah, right. you could be funny in another way, but you know, in a group of stand-up comedians, like the there's a very narrow margin of what everybody's gonna agree is stand-up comedy. But if you could pull that off, then more power to you. I don't think like a lot of comedians are hater these days. If you're actually if you're doing comedy and you're not like 
taken any shortcuts. You know what I mean? You don't have like some gimmick. Because mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like a lot of people have uh, a, a gimmick that gets them through. Like they get booked and they might even get work and they might even get paid. But it's it's to me that the, then they're actors and not stand up. And, and I feel like there's few people that can toe the line where they're performing but they're still doing just straight stand-up. And those are my kind of, like, comedy heroes. Do you know what I mean? Right, yeah. I mean, I love, mm. like, classic stand-up. I love, like, the set-up mm. punchline tag. You know, I, I, I love I do, it. man. I really do. But I like when I, people I like, I, fuck I like with it. the art form. I like when people, like, bring something yeah. new to it. I like seeing, like, alt yeah. comedy. I like seeing, yeah, no, like, weird me shit. Me too. I, I, I talked about it before. I was really against, uh, like, musical comedy. And then I saw Bo Burnham. And I'm like, oh, well, he did it better than everybody else. Yeah. So he can do I, it. <laughs> I've always loved musical comedy. But uh, I hate when I see musical comedy at, like, a stand-up show. Uh, it's yeah. just like, it, it's it kind of doesn't. It's fit. so hard to follow uh, musical comedy mm-hmm. acts too. If they're they're not like the headliner, yeah. you go up after a musical yeah. comedy act. You're like, all right, well now that you guys have uh, had had something that was actually like entertaining and requires talent. Yeah. Here's me. Now that you guys have had fun, shut up and sit down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, but like, how, you know, again, there's always exceptions because out here in LA, I'll like shit all over musical comedy, but then I'll meet somebody who performs like a funny song or whatever and they'll just murder and I'll be in the back dying laughing and I'll be like, all right, I was wrong about mm. you, you know? And I'll have to like, whatever, it's just whatever. Like I'm, I'm just like, uh, like everybody else, I, I have these crazy thoughts that aren't real true. I don't hate musical comedy. I just heard a lot of shitty musical comedy. That doesn't mean that everybody that does it isn't funny. And uh, I learned that a lot out here. Like, oh, I think like, oh, you're a tall, handsome white guy. You can't be funny. And then they'll be like the funniest dude I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, I was wrong fuck again. Fuck that guy, first of all. Yeah. Yeah, fuck him, right? That's so young, that's so specific. Tall. You must be thinking of somebody <laughs> like Yeah, real. no, I know his name. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a real person. All right. Uh, uh, and he'd admit it if you met him. All right, cool. He's uh, like, yes, I am handsome. Guilty as charged. Yeah. Exactly. He's like an Anthony Jeselnik type. Oh, yeah, yeah, He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm funny and I'm white and I'm tall and you're Mexican. Good luck with that. <laughs> no. But, that, you know, that's what Roast Battle taught me, too. Like, people do embrace their privileges out here. And I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I really don't. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you're smart, you should take advantage of it. If you're good looking, you should take advantage oh, of yeah, it. Oh, yeah, of course. If you're good at sports, you should take advantage and- of it. If you're a really good writer, you should take advantage of that. And all I mean is, like, work really hard to be really great at whatever you're doing. Like, I don't, I don't totally. care. I don't care what it and is. All that, like, all those types of people have, like, a different view of the world that should be, mm-hmm. like, translated through stand-up. Like, you know, like if somebody yeah, has like right. somebody goes on and they like don't have arms or legs, and it's just like, oh, this guy's got a gimmick. Oh, fuck that yeah. guy. Oh, another joke about yeah, not no. having limbs, eh? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, but it, it is like that because there's a bunch of haters out there. That's what's kind of cool about stand up like... is you get like all these viewpoints on life that you never would have gotten otherwise. Mm-hmm. It's it helps with your empathy. Absolutely, man. That's that's what I love about it. It really opens up your, like your communicate. It's like you speak many more languages. Do you know what I mean? It's like your, your, your pathways open up to ideas through somebody else's perspective that you wouldn't even have considered or been able to swallow had they not worded it that particular way. Do you know what I mean? Like poetry, man, poetry doesn't work. If you change the words around, that's how comedy is. It's just like, yeah. So close. So true. Mm. Yo. Okay. Uh, Mm. Potentially offensive question. You're Mexican. Uh, do you, I'm Mexican. Do you speak Spanish? Not no, well. Eh? All right. I um, uh, once after I got back from Korea, I, I dated a Mexican girl for a while, and I started learning Spanish. And I've done stand-up comedy in Spanish. I do a few shows, like I try to do like a show a month in Spanish at least. 
Wow. Um, there's a surprisingly Dude, big amazing. scene in Toronto in Spanish. And it is really crazy how different it is. Like the sense of humor is different. Wow. None of my English jokes work in Spanish. Like translated over, they didn't work? No, no none of them do. Uh, I, uh, that's I do, I, I've done it in Mexico city. I went down to Mexico city. I did like, I think four shows there. Um, wow, man. That's awesome. It was awesome. I was like the token. I didn't gringo. know anything about that. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. Good for you. That's like Tom Segura's doing comedy in Spanish. You yeah. know Tom Segura? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've listened to his podcast. He has like a whole Spanish podcast now. Yeah. Uh, You've been listening to it. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. That's cool. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, I mean, my Spanish sucks and that's what part of the like, appeal is because like, exercise like yeah. they they laugh at me when i make a joke but they also laugh at me when i fuck up their language like they just like, yeah you're a tent i'm like a sh- this like i'm a gimmick i'm of the token gringo yeah, on the no. you, you ever go to a show and there's like some like i don't know some french guy or something who just doesn't speak english very I well what you mean, like and it's, it's just funny how he's like not getting it right how they struggle. It, even if he doesn't yeah. have good jokes, you're it's like, fun oh, to watch somebody fall accent. down. That's me. And as like, as mm-hmm. like a fucking straight That's white awesome. dude, I've never been able to be that. I've always been like the default. Sure. So getting on these like Latin shows. Well, damn, you make me feel terrible. Awesome. <laughs> Is your Spanish better than mine? It might be. Your Spanish might be better than mine. If you're, I would say I have like a, a second grade education in Spanish. I'm like 20%. If I had to take a full Spanish comprehension test, I could get a 20% on yeah. it. Yeah. I can watch like a Spanish show and uh, with subtitles in Spanish and get like basically what the plot is. That's like oh, my yeah, Spanish. Oh yeah, I could do yeah? that. I, uh, How about your your Korean? Did you ever pick up any of that? Uh, chokum. And by that I mean none. none. <laughs> I didn't pick up. Oh, okay. I knew how to like okay. tell a taxi where to go and like uh, order beer. Uh, so your Spanish is way better than way your Korean. better. And I learned French okay. when I was in public school, like uh, kindergarten up to grade nine. I had French. I know basically oh, wow. okay. no French. My Spanish is okay. better than my French ever was. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Because you guys don't have a lot of Mexicans in Toronto. Uh, I thought it's mostly like South Americans. We, well, we have like a, a. It's mostly Mexicans, Colombians. Uh, Venezuelans, I would say. Um, and then there's a lot of other okay. South American, Central Americans, but those are like the three main ones. Okay. And you see that at okay. the shows, you're like, Donde están mi Venezuelanos? Donde están mi... Like, whatever. Like, uh, the... Uh, yeah, sure. Mexicanos, Puerto Ricanos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where's my Colombianos, my Ecuadorianos, yeah, yeah. You, That's you get cool. the big cheers for those three. But Toronto, like, keep in mind, Toronto's the most diverse city on Earth. There's... there's Yeah, it's like a super international city. Yeah, so we've got, like, a little bit of everyone. Like we have enough that's crazy, Latin man. people to have a fucking scene here somehow. We don't even. Dude, that's crazy. It's in Canada. We don't even have a French comedy scene in Toronto, but we have a and Spanish have a one. Speaking like, comedy. Yeah, scene. it's so weird. Well, that's amazing to know, man. I can't. I'm so glad that that came up randomly. Well, we got some other segments we got to get. Okay, through. cool. Yeah, for these? Let's, let's do it. Okay, so the next segment is questions from the internet about pets. So I got one coming in from uh, Michael. Michael, I think his name was uh, I forget, Michael Brown. He was another comedian in Korea. Michael Brown. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think that's his real name. I'm trying to remember his real. His name was Michael something. Kim? But he has a fake name on uh, Facebook, and now I can't remember. It's so oh, long ago. Fuck people who do that. But, uh, <laughs> I yeah, it was so long ago. But he was a, a guy that did comedy with us out there, and uh, he was at Tony's all the time in Rocky Mountain Tavern, and I, uh, he had a kid oh, out there. Is with he a, like the, a Korean the buff girl. guy? The really no, jacked was, dude. Oh, okay. I mean, he had, he, he's Asian. I wouldn't describe him as no? that. Okay. No, he's a white guy. Oh, he's a white guy. Okay. Yeah. So his question is, right. 
It's about the uh, the Tiger King. Have you seen Tiger oh King on Netflix? Oh my god, I can't believe we haven't talked about that. Yes, I watched the whole thing. Hey, so Amazing. perfect. Me too. Okay, great. So his question is, when are Fodder and Cecil getting a tiger? What the hell? Okay, is that? I don't know who those are. Will Gary have to feed it? All right, this is uh, the worst question. What kind of animal scares Carol Baskin? What kind of animals? How many tigers did it take to eat Don? <laughs> Hang on, there's more. Should dogs and cat wear masks? And how much COVID can they carry? Okay, so he's got a bunch of weird questions. All right. When are Fodder and Cecil getting a tiger? I don't know what the hell. Oh, I, I feel like I should know that. Was that. Is that from like a show? Is that from Tiger King? Is there, I don't think there's. It must be Fodder? from a show. Fodder, like in Father and Cecil. I don't know what the hell. That's a reference right. to something that well, I Well, maybe know. we could keep uh, talking about it, but obviously neither of us know what that means, so. Let's I don't pass. know. Sorry. And will Gary have to feed it? Don't okay. know that either. What kind of animal scares Carol Baskin? I know who Carol Baskin yeah, is. Yeah. All right. What kind okay, of animal she's... scares Carol Baskin? I mm -hmm. mean, she's a... How many tigers did it take to eat Don? So this is like a two-parter question. I think a, a tiger could eat... One tiger could eat a person. Easy. Yes. Have you ever heard of the Champawat tiger? No. Okay, dude. This is a Wikipedia page you must get into. The Champawat tiger was this okay. tiger in India who uh, he had some sort of jaw injury. I think that they found one that it got shot by like some hunter shot it in the jaw and it wasn't able to eat its regular food anymore for some reason. Because tigers don't usually eat people. It wasn't able, able okay. to eat its regular prey. And so it started eating humans. And this tiger ate, I think, wow. 400 humans before it got killed. Oh my and it God. was just Rome. It was. It's. It has the world record. The the tiger that killed the most humans. It like. It was just Jeez, rampaging, stop rampaging across India. At one point, the, the monster. I might have this wrong. Uh, maybe it was a different country. Anyway, I, it was somewhere like around India. India was like tr they sent their government to try and kill this tiger. The government chased it across the border into Pakistan, or or perhaps I have the countries wrong. I forget which. And then once they chased it across the border, Sorry. they were like, "All right, it's fine. It's gone." And then uh, it wow. killed a hundred more people there. Killed a bunch of other yeah. people somewhere else. It's, uh, it, there's like stories about it, like being in like these little villages and people were, knew about it and they were just like hiding yeah. in their homes and they would hear the tiger roaring outside of them and like ripping people no apart. Way. It sounds like a fucking That's monster wild. movie. They need a, these, I need, these yeah, exactly deadly. what I'm thinking. It sounds like a, like a fucking yeah. Jason yeah. or Freddy Krueger. It's a slasher movie. Like they just can't stop it's, it. Hundreds of people It's way died. more intense than like a Jason. A it killed... 400 people or something like that it's it's crazy dude that's crazy i love but, that shit dude i love nature i love animals yeah, no. and that shit is very interesting to me do you follow nature's metal oh, on instagram i love that account oh man oh those nature's metal is fuck yeah how many tigers did it take to eat don just i'm gonna one. say just one, one i mean like right? if it was any more maybe like okay you know when you like have like a piece of paper and you want you like shred it and then you take the shreddings and you put them in different garbage bags maybe she yeah. split it up like that because she wanted to like separate yeah. it a little bit if they're like, well, mm, that was, oh, yeah, this, this tiger has his DNA and it's dropping. Or oh, actually, no, that wouldn't make sense for this. You would want it to just be in one tiger. Well, You'd want it to just be in one tiger, so they don't spread it yeah, out. Because yeah. less chance that people would find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can like. Well, what they should do is let the tiger eat them and then kill the tiger and then bury the tiger. Yeah, but I mean that's a crime too. Apparently, you can't. Yeah, kill but if you could just like make some shit up, this tiger is sick. This tiger get the tiger, feed I mean, tiger the thing, and then like poison it or something. But we all agree that Carol is a bad person. Oh yeah, we can't put our fingers I mean, on it. And that dude, she had him like subdued. She, it reminded me like Get Out. Yeah. Have you ever seen Get Out? Yeah. All hypnotized. The, her new husband is like her uh, husband. She had him like sing into him. He's and in shit. the sunken place like, for sure. 
For yeah. sure. <laughs> and they said they spent millions of dollars. Like, you know how many fucking tigers oh, you could have yeah. saved? Oh, yeah. They're just like... Like, that's what blew my we're mind. Animal we're just going to keep fighting So this. we really want to fuck over Joe Exotic. That's our main... I'm thing. like, that's fucking crazy. I was telling my wife, like... My wife, you know, she she follows a lot of, like, the Instagram pages or the, uh, you know, the famous help animal peoples mm-hmm. on YouTube mm-hmm. that have all these, like, big followings and millions of views on their YouTube. And I'm like, those people have alternative motives. Like, there's... I, I've been in the animal industry for a long time, and people who really love animals don't seek attention, don't seek money, don't seek like followers. They're just helping animals, and if all that shit comes, great. But they're not the ones holding the camera. Do you know what mm. I mean? So once, as soon as I see that little glitch in their like uh, how they're helping animals, if they they grab the camera before they help the animal, yeah, I'm like, oh, you're you're fucking over everybody because you're like feeding this lie that there's some glory to helping animals when there really isn't yeah, no, like you had a good cameraman and you had good editing and good sad music yeah. and, and you made it this heart throbbing situation yeah. but in reality like man these people that are wanting attention to help mm-hmm. animals it's not the same thing that'd be like a priest that wants attention or you know what i mean like it's yeah. just there's certain things that don't make sense well, it's like so there's a there's a gap it's so interesting because they're all the same person like carol baskin carol baskin <laughs> Uh, like Joe Exotic, Doc, Doc Ankle, Ant- what was Doc, his name? Doc Antle, yeah. Ra- what's Antle. His, he had like some Indian, like it was like Rajnarash. Oh yeah, Doc Antle, Bajaran, Bhagavan. That was it, like Bhagavan, that. Doc there Antle. But uh, they're all the same person. They're all the same, like the same personality, and, and like the same like bigger than life. You see uh, Carol Baskin in her early days, she was breeding <laughs> tigers. She was doing all that. You see Joe mm-hmm. in his early days, he was like, we really got to save these creatures before they we get in trouble. Save, I, just we, love, I love the uh-huh. people don't care about the tigers. I'm trying to get them so they're safe and cared for. And then they all just let it all go to their heads and they became the face of uh, something. They became the face of their zoo or their sanctuary or whatever they wanted to call it. And they just became this like larger than life figure themselves and let the glory of the tiger go to their head. They're all the same person. Yep. Yeah, man, that's just like the st- the story is old as time. You you start like with a tale is old as time. Passion. You start Tales getting into time. fucking my, tigers. My you get married to two straight dudes. You fucking dude. I had a joke like that in Korea. Like you let the puppy sleep in your oh, bed, yeah, and then that. one day you're trying to have sex with your girlfriend, and the dog's licking your asshole. <laughs> you know, don't let the puppy sleep in the bed because the puppy's gonna get bigger, and one day. And that's from a real life situation, but yeah. it's everything snowballs out of control. Like this is, I've learned this out as a, as a teacher, when there's a problem, it snowballs out of control quickly. And then like to like, you know, pick at that idea as a comedian, like it's really true. Like once, once you start getting older you like recognize red flags sooner and sooner. Mm-hmm. And there's just like certain things you got to nip in the bud right away. Right. One of those things is uh, if you get a dog, don't let it sleep in your bed for the pet peeves podcast hint of the day. You want to avoid a lot of future problems. Don't let your dog sleep in the bed. Absolutely. Uh, and but everybody's gonna do it anyway. Nobody listens to me. Nobody <laughs> listens to me. Yeah. You let the cat sleep with you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I got a bunch of cat hairs on my sheets. My girlfriend hates it. Yep. All in, all up in your grill. All up in your nose. Yes. Yeah. That's cool, dude. I probably eat a quarter ton of animal yeah, hair every I know. day. Yeah, yeah. Me too. <laughs> I got a new pet. I got a bearded dragon. Oh, do exotic pets at all? Yeah, I got a buddy with a bearded dragon. They're they're nice. You got to feed it like crickets and shit. Yeah. Eh? Hell yeah, he eats crickets. He eats like fifteen crickets a day. That's and he's really gnarly and he's young. He's like eight months old. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So he's a juvenile, but he's like really the coolest pet. Yo, those things are chill as fuck. And, I love bearded dragons. 
Let's see his yeah. back. He got pattern on the back. Yeah, he's a sand fire. Ooh, so he's got cool. like sand fire. It's like a, it's like a Pokemon, like, like a tiger, like sand a tiger sort of. He's super awesome. He's got a great personality. He's super friendly. He actually likes oh, us, yeah? you know, and he likes my pets. Like he'll jump on the cat and the dog. He wants to play with them. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, my buddy with a uh, bearded dragon. His cat cuddles with it. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. The bearded dragon prefers the cat over the dog for some reason, but he likes both of them. <laughs> what's what's uh, which I never would have predicted. What's the name of the, your bearded dragon? His name is Toothless. To like uh, from, from, uh, how, from to train how to Train Your Dragon. Uh huh. But it's not Toothless. It's Toothless with an F. Toothless. Because he's from because we got him in Compton, so he's a little bit toothless. street. Yeah. Nice. Exactly. Yeah. And he's a bad dude, man. I love him. Like I never thought that I could be this. Uh, bonded or what would i say like just really close with a, a an exotic pet this is my first exotic blooded and i never thought i would i'm cold-blooded as fuck <laughs> yeah. this is, that's why i relate to him he eats live animals like he's way more gangster than any of mm. us if he, he eats like he hunts his shit and he, he stares it in the face and then eats that face like that i can't compete with they that. don't like him when they're I, dead I, you can't give it a dead cricket it's like no nah, fuck that there's no sport you could trick him like if you dangle it in front of his face he'll eat it but he doesn't like it he gives me a dirty look uh, when i do that tricked him. him now he doesn't <laughs> like that yeah because sometimes the crickets will die and i'm like man i don't feel like going to buy more crickets so i'm gonna feed you these dead ones because <laughs> they died like earlier today they're still good they're still good. yeah because you could you could buy the, the bearded dragon food in the store and it's like freeze dried crickets. I've seen the ones where you get like a can and you open it up and it's all these, these yeah. disgusting dead crickets. But yeah, my buddy, yeah. his, his bearded like dragon those. won't eat that shit. Yeah, mine won't either. Like if I just put it in the bowl, he'll, he'll just stare at it. Yeah. But uh, I had to get really good about finding what he will eat because they do get picky. And especially if you fuck up like I did, I wasn't sure what to feed him in the beginning. So he like didn't eat for a couple of days and I got really scared. Uh, but then I got him to eat like really good greens and then he eats, man, he eats really well. Like he'll eat more salad than his body size in a day. And I'm like, man, if I did that, you know how good I would look. <laughs> and he eats like collard greens and mustard greens and kale and uh, uh, arugula. And, uh, and what else is he like? Baby, just like different kind of lettuce leaves, <laughs> just whatever. But as long as it's dark leafy greens, that's, that really tickles his, tickles his fancy. And then he likes, uh, bell peppers he really into bell peppers oh yeah interesting if if i give him a bowl of bell peppers and a bowl of leaves he'll he won't even touch the leaves he'll eat the whole bowl of bell peppers and then get diarrhea <laughs> and then maybe eat the leaves oh, later shit. so he's just like a kid if you give him a bunch of junk food like sweet bell peppers you yeah. know what i mean he loves that shit and like just like his dad i love those <laughs> yeah, yeah. me too a little bit of hummus a little mm, bit of hummus so good you ever eat those those sweet bell peppers oh yeah of course delicious it's just fire yeah. Yeah, I miss I miss uh, international food, man. Here in LA, you can find it. Don't get me oh, yeah. wrong, but like when you live in Korea and you're eating like street food and Korean food oh, yeah. all the time, man, it's so good. It's so different. It's so good. I miss it. Yeah, no, um, I uh, I gotta say, like as a vegetarian, I kind of missed out on a lot of the good food in Korea. But uh, I do remember the um, cheese dakalbi, cheese dakalbi. Ah, uh, dakalbi. Oh mm. god, that shit was delicious. They get like the whole plate out in front of you. They fry it up in front of you, and they like oh my do like god, a, they dude. I need to find some separated on the thing, and they pour like a little river yep. of cheese down the middle, and you're just yep. like, oh my god, picking up dude. the fucking tofu and dunking it in the cheese. It's all spicy and uh, cheesy, delicious. I love so dakalbi. Dakalbi oh. was like one of my go-to. Oh. I need to get some. Oh, of that. so good. It was my favorite thing I had in Korea, and I. <laughs> 
I'm gonna have to get some. I mean, all the restaurants are closed, so that sucks. Yeah. Every time I think of like something awesome I want to eat, I'm like, oh yeah, COVID nineteen. Right. Oh yeah. Right. 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 I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure but there's I a takeout place in LA you can get sometime in. I don't know. I'm about to call right now. It's Friday night. I bet I can find some takeout takalbi. Get some right uh, now, Uber Eats. And I'm gonna Dekalbi. end this podcast. <laughs> And I will, and I'm going to dedicate it to you. Oh, uh, let's let's end the podcast, man. I really think that uh, this is a good place to end. Cool, dude. I've had a great time talking to you, and I really, you know, I think that your comedy's not over for no. us. I know things might change, but it's not over for us. We just got to find new ways to do it. So I really appreciate you being on the podcast because I feel like these interviews during these, like before, during, and after the coronavirus, mm. are going to be important for us later on. You know, yeah, it's going to be like important for us to remember what it used to be like because i don't think it's ever going to be the same there needs to it's be a be record different. the people need there to know to it's like cloverfield they need to it's know. like cloverfield they're like, it is like people that. are going to yep. want to see this. call me tj yeah. miller <laughs> people people need to know people man. are going to want to hear us. exactly how i feel and i've always kind of i've always kind of felt that way man i'm i'm like i feel that way like you know like steve-o documented everything and there's just like uh, something about documenting nuance from your perspective if you have like this weird, of course, the same driving force that led me to do stand up all those days that my my ideas need to be heard more than yours, obviously, because I'm putting a lot of effort behind it. Uh, and, and there's got to be some reason if the you know the few hundred people that hear listen to my podcast, like that's something, you know, that's that that for some reason that that makes me feel great. Like when I get a hundred listens on a podcast, which happens really regularly which i never dude i never thought that five people would listen to my podcast so when i get 100 200 700 i'm like what the fuck is going on man this this is crazy uh but it is like people just want to know what's going on from someone else's perspective but not just anybody people that are like actively trying to pursue better than they are i think they get motivated by it and, and I hope so. I hope the podcast is motivating, educating. You know, you want to learn about pets and shit. Obviously, you could just Google the information. Yeah. But the stuff I bring up in the podcast, people are like, oh, I never thought about that. I never thought about how I can better get my cat to use a litter box or how I can, you know, prevent back problems in your dog later by not letting them sleep in the bed when they're puppies. Then when they're adults, they're, they're already used to sleeping on the floor. But what happens, people's dogs get older and then they jump off the bed and they hurt their back or hurt their knee. And people are like, oh, you don't want your puppy to sleep in the bed because you're mean. And I'm like, no, you're mean. You know what I mean? Like these are, these are the conversations I have on the podcast that people hit me up later and they're like, wow, you know, I never really thought about that. And the next time I get a dog, I'm going to use a crate. And the next time I get a dog, I'm going to teach it how to walk and sit. And I'm like, yeah, good. You know, fuck yeah. great. And then everybody else is like, Hey, can you talk about weed more? And then you get like both sides of the, the, the fence here on the podcast, people that don't care if we talk about animals and then people who will hit me up and be like, Hey, in that last podcast, uh, you talked for 15 minutes about animals and for an hour and a half about <laughs> comedy. And I'm like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got a little bit of everything. We got weed. We got comedy. We talked about animals. Talk we talked about your cat. We talked about your cat t-shirts. Yeah, I think your business has not failed. It's just on pause. True. True. Bring it back. You never know. I'm I'm into it. I, if ever I'm a billionaire, I'll All invest. Right. Okay. I'll get you as a, a backer. Actually, before we go, I did have a question to ask you about uh, cats because um, I have a really hard time Please cutting do. my cat's back nails. I cut my cat's front I see, nails. I, I got that all figured out. I put her under a blanket. I straddle her. I cut it. She doesn't like getting her nails cut, you know? But her back sure. nails, I just like... The only way I can figure to do it is wait until she's like basically asleep, like lying down. And then I pick it up and I get maybe one or two or if I'm lucky, three done before she's like, and gets out of the way. Sure. Is there a trick to well, it? Well, I was going to say, 
Number one trick is uh, trying to get it when they're sleeping or they don't notice, right? And if you could get one or two at a time before they stress and then let them go, because what you don't want is to make it worse, right? right? So if she's flipping out, you got to stop because you're not a a veterinary professional. Number one, she's going to be mad at you. And number two, you might get hurt. Number three, she might get hurt. So like for me, I'll just hold your cat down and like I'll just hold it down. I don't care how pissed off it gets. And even if it scratches me, I don't care. I need to get it done because I got a bunch of other nails to clip. But wrapping them in a blanket works if you can do it properly or if you can scruff them and stretch them. Scruff, uh, the scruff and the stretch. Take them up in the back like a mama really, cat. Like let me show you. Where's my cat? Where's my cat? Yeah, the, the, the scruff will put them into a submissive state, usually. Some cats will flip out. Don't get me wrong. Right. Cats are like people. Every one out of ten is nuts. <laughs> so, uh, but when you scruff them, usually they sort of submit. But you got to scruff them tight. If you scruff them tight, they they go limp. If you scruff them loose, they're gonna get away. So you got to scruff them tightly and then stretch them out. And when you stretch them out, they can't turn to bite or scratch you because their their spine is straight, right? So it takes some forearm strength. It takes some hand grip strength. To stretch them properly, but I literally train old ladies and they can do it. So it's not, right. it's more technique than strength, right? So that's, that's the difficult way. You should be able to wrap the cat in, in a blanket or a towel and accomplish this also. Hmm. For the back legs? Because the front legs, I can cover her. I do, I cover her in a blanket so she okay. can't get me. But the, the back legs, I'm just like, what, am I supposed to cover her face with the blanket? Or Yes. Oh, I am. Yes. Okay. Cover the face, yeah. Wrap her all the way up. They call it a kitty burrito. Uh, that's right? So look it up on YouTube. Right. There's a tutorial. There's many, many tutorials on the kitty burrito. And cover their face, absolutely. Because if it's dark, then they also are less likely to try to get away. If they can't see, they're less likely to target and try to bite or scratch. And they can't see any exits, so they're less likely. And then the trick is to do it quickly. Once you have them wrapped up and you got their face covered, yes, it's harder for them to breathe. Yes, they're going to start to panic. But if you can cut all their nails in less than a minute, you're good. You know, that's not that much time. And literally, for me in an animal hospital, number one, I'm really good at scruffing. So I can hold them down for the 30 seconds that it takes another professional to cut them. But nine times out of 10, when somebody has a really difficult time cutting their cat's nails is because they're over restraining mm. and if you just kind of lay on your cat just kind of lay over them where the you're, you know their head is facing one direction and their butt is facing the other direction and you pull their foot out from the back and you can kind of cradle them where you're holding their their head away from your head and you got your hand on their butt so you can hold the foot out you know, I have my cat right here. I kind of want to show you, but it doesn't matter because no one's going to see this recording. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, they podcast just hear the content. audio. <laughs> oh. But anyway, it's like you can do it in a way that they, doesn't stress them out, and especially if you could put their face in a corner. Like say you're sitting on the couch and you put the cat's face in a corner and you like football hold it where the gotcha, cat's like butt under is the facing out. Yeah, okay. Right. And the cat's face is facing like say in the corner of the couch or in the corner of a cushion and you just pull that back foot out clip 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 and all you need to do is get the sharp tips you don't need to cut them short right right. right? this is this is not you're not a professional you're not in an animal hospital you don't want to take the risk of hurting them so just cut the tips do it quickly and then let the cat go you know what i mean like don't wait to the cats hissing and meowing and trying to kill you like that's that's too late now it's going to be harder the next time okay so here here's my kitty so here's the good scruff Mm, right you see yeah yeah so she's not 
kicking or nothing. Oh, she, she does not like, like that. <laughs> she doesn't like it, but she's going to be fine. And then like the back foot, really, like I could just clip, clip, oh. clip, clip, clip and be done. Clip, 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 clip and be done. And my cat is not easy to do it, but she's definitely not trying to kill me because I've done it so many times and I just refuse to let her win. Right. So that's the other second half of restraint is uh, not letting them win. Like once you hold them and you're going to cut their nails, once you've committed to doing it, like you have to just get it done. But the, I mean, even if it's like one or two nails, cut one or two nails and let the cat go. But if you wrap them in a towel, take all that effort to put their head in the couch and football hold them, and you don't even cut one nail, then they have won. Yeah, can't, you can't let, let them, them win. win. Yeah. Because then they learn that if they just fight hard enough that they'll win and they're just going to fight and fight and fight. You got to teach them that you're going to win 100% of the time. So no matter what, I'm going to catch you, I'm going to hold you down, I'm going to cut your nail. Even if I get scratched and you have a fucking hissy fit, I'm going to cut one nail and then I'm going to let you go so you see that it's not that big of a deal. And really then over time they learn that the struggle makes it worse for them. Because that's an, eventually what I teach in the, like, I have a few minutes to teach your pet how to let me do this to it without it requiring more restraint or sedation. So really, like, if your pet is struggling a lot with me, then I got to hold them tighter. And they don't like that. So as soon as they relax a little bit, I let my grip a little go, mm. you know? And as soon as they start to struggle again, I tighten my grip. Then they relax and I let my grip go. And just in a few minutes or even seconds, they already start responding to that. They start responding to, okay, I'm gonna relax and he's gonna let me go a little bit and then I'm gonna be more comfortable and then this is gonna go faster, you know? Faster, 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 then I'm gonna get back to my owner. So if you have a, a repeat customer, a repeat client, repeat patient, little by little they learn, the more they relax, the faster this is gonna go and the faster they're gonna get what they ultimately want, which is to get away from me back to their owner. And they learn that, and, and it's not hard, and it's really easy, but it just takes patience and training. You know, it takes a lot of training. All right. Uh, but I, 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 this is something that I could teach anybody, seriously. My dog needs to go out. She's staring All at right. me. All right. So I'm about to wrap it up. You got any uh, things you want to plug? Any? Uh, did I oh, answer your question? Oh, yes. That's, that was great. Yeah, yeah. I uh, Oh, I have so many upcoming shows I want to plug, but uh, they all got canceled, so oh, yeah. I just... Uh, what about your social media handles? Oh, yeah, find sure. Your creative shit you're going to start putting on the internet. Right. What is your TikTok? Uh, yeah, my, What's your future TikTok? My TikTok is, uh, I don't know, James69... Alligator Background yeah, Island. Uh, it's uh, so my my Instagram is James underscore E underscore Island. That's uh, I S L A N D, like the landmass. My um, Twitter is uh, oh boy, I should have this ready. Oh, it's the same James underscore E underscore Island. And my uh, I got a Facebook fan page, James Elias Island. Um, I, I forget what the actual address is, but I don't know. Just just look me up. James Elias Island. You'll find me. Uh, and uh, yeah, I post content on there. Hell yeah. And I'm going to have you in the description. Wicked. Yeah, I'm going to have all those ads in the description and all that. And, I, and you guys look them up and please sponsor the podcast and sponsor James and all the stuff he's doing. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all putting out content for you, the listeners. And I know you guys care and I know you guys follow. So just sponsor the podcast. You can find the sponsor link on Anchor or on my Facebook or on the on the Instagram page for Pet Peeves Podcast. And I am asking these days for sponsors. So you want to donate a dollar, $5 a month, 50 cents a month. It doesn't matter how small the contribution. 
the Pet Peeves podcast would like to expand, and we do need some help from all you listeners out there that want to see us continue to make the podcast and have on amazing guests just like James, and then we can uh, pay guys like that, and you know, so they're not out here doing this for free either. James's time is worth yeah. the money, and that's that that's something to me. So uh, let's get some sponsorship going and let's get James some follows on the on the old social media. It does help the comedians when you guys actually go follow them. So go do that. Sponsor us. Follow us on the Instagram at Pet Peeves Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Pet Peeves Pod. You can find me, Albert Escobedo, at Albert Escobedo on Instagram or at Albert M. Escobedo on Twitter. Uh, follow the podcast or listen to the podcast on all your podcast apps, Spotify, Anchor, Google Play Music, iTunes iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, Google Podcasts, and a bunch of other ones. So go find that. Go listen to it. Go find James's stuff. Uh, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Nice. Thank you, James, for being here. Have a good night, everybody. Happy coronavirus. Happy coronavirus.